This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. You guys, I have an insane piece of news for you, which is that this is our 100th episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. I can't believe we've already done 100 episodes where we have talked about everything from fuckboys to pubic hair to feminism to empowering you all to be the badasses you are and have the confidence to ask for raises at work, more money, even an episode about quitting your jobs in there. We really have talked about it all. Sadly, this is also our final episode. You guys, I got a new job, which means it's also time for Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast to move on as well. So when I was brainstorming how I could give this podcast one final goodbye, I realized so many of our listeners ask questions about me and the inner workings of the Happy Hour podcast. So this would be the perfect time to turn the tables on the interviewer for a change. So who better to co-host this final episode of Happy Hour with me than my unofficial co-host and very official senior sex and relationships editor at Cosmopolitan.com, Allie Drucker. Hi, Allie. For the very last time. Hi, Elisa. Hi. How many Uh, times have we done this together? A million? A million. A million. Not enough. Not enough. Um, Isn't, and isn't it, I feel like it's actually so appropriate that after a hundred episodes of this show, I'm just like going out on a total narcissistic high note and like forcing you to interview me. I love it. It's like, what's the last episode about, Elisa? Me. Me. (laughs) Of course it is. Um, So that being said, I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's final happy hour podcast. And today, Ellie Drucker is going to interview me. I know. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. I want to start by saying what an honor it is that you wanted me to take this on. I have loved every second of every podcast we've recorded. It feels like such an amazing opportunity to connect with all of our fans in a really intimate way. And the fact that you have invited me so many times to come enjoy this with you is just very moving. And I'm really sad this won't be part of my routine anymore. I know. Should you just start your own podcast? <laughs> like all the best episodes where you doing like sex stuff. So like maybe that should questions. actually I like bequeath it to you. People will just call in with sex questions right. and I'll answer them to the best of my ability. Right. Sex Ooh. talk with Allie. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are gonna send you out on a high note. Some people out there might not know this about Elisa because she is so youthful and in touch with everything going on right now, but she has been with with Hearst for 11 years, yeah, which is I'm old no AF. small feat. You are not old AF, <laughs> but you do have a long, very, very, you know, prosaic history with the brand. A long, illustrious career. I love yes, it. At and Hearst Magazines, which is the parent company of Cosmo and Seventeen, where some of you guys might know I also do some time oh yes but I want to know the origin story how did you get to your very first role at the company and what was it and how did you work your way up to where you are now yeah I mean I feel like it's boring like I had like 
since I'm so old, I graduated way back in 2006 from college, which like is probably when some of you listening were born. Um, so back in that time, I feel like people got jobs in the really like traditional way, which is like having internships and like working your way up. So like that was kind of my story. Internships still matter. Yeah, they definitely still matter. But I also feel like it's like, you know, the kids today with their blogs and their Instagram handles. And I was like, <laughs> I had an internship. But um, yeah, so I always grew up being like obsessed with magazines and knowing that I wanted to like do this um and yeah so I guess I was really focused on that like all through college I did a bunch of writing things I actually like had a terrible like like uh what's it called I was like a radio show host in college (laughs) which I'm actually just remembering everything makes sense now (laughs) it was like an early precursor to the radio show to podcast exactly that was only for like one semester and I was like terrible at it and yeah also don't know anything about music so what was I doing with my life but um yeah, so lots of internships and then, like, ended up at Hearst. I remember, you'll appreciate this, senior <laughs> sex and relationships editor, but um, in my interview for my first full-time job, which started at Seventeen Magazine, I remember them asking, like, what I wanted to do, what beats I was most interested in, and I was just like, I want to write about boys. <laughs> so <laughs> I did, like, the love and relationship section for teenagers, which was actually had nothing to do with sex and was all about, you know, flirting. Flirting and crushes. Yeah, crushes, kisses, exactly. So So yeah, that's how I got started. Mm, That's so fun. So like what's your next question for me? What's my next question (laughs) for you? This is so fun. (laughs) So clearly like working for a magazine like Seventeen Cosmo was a dream for you growing up. Yes. Um, I wanna know what was a moment when you were here, you were working for the company, you were either at Seventeen or or Cosmo, and you had a moment where you're like, oh my god, I've made it. Like, look around, look what just happened to me. I have arrived. I'm actually, like, having one of those fabulous media jobs I always dreamed about. I, like, okay, one thing, I feel like, interestingly, tell me if you agree with this, interestingly, when I have asked successful women that question I feel like they usually say like I haven't had that like the line keeps moving yes but that's not my answer (laughs) I'm like I have had that moment I can tell you specifically when okay so two things um one is that a few years ago Cosmopolitan took over Times Square on New Year's Eve um we partnered with CoverGirl and turned Times Square into like a sea of pink like literally if you watch the like New Year's Eve show I what I think this was literally just like two years ago it was the year that Taylor Swift did like saying welcome to New York at midnight or whatever so if you watch that you saw everyone wearing their like pink Cosmo hats on TV or whatever but um so I gotta be in Times Square at midnight like tweeting and doing the social media things because my background in addition to doing the podcast I do social I oversee social media stuff for Cosmo so that was just like the most unreal experience in the whole world I always felt like doing a New Year's Eve in Times Square which I guess is like such a touristy cliche but that was like really on my bucket list um so that was very very cool I mean just like being surrounded by all of these people at midnight when the ball dropped and the confetti exploded and just feeling like I have this job that is more exciting than I ever 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 imagined my like professional life could be and 
it has brought me to like the center of the universe at like the coolest moment in time. So that was one moment. So cool. It was really cool. And then the other thing that weirdly just sticks out to me was that I remember there was this like one fancy important work lunch I was going to. And you know how it's a thing at Hearst, our company, to take the Hearst elevator selfie? Yes. I was going to this fancy meeting and I had like a blowout, which I like never do because I'm like lazy, whatever. But I had blown out my hair. I was wearing my like professional dress. I was wearing this like fabulous fur coat that I totally like stole from my roommate who like (laughs) inherited it from her grandma. And I took a Hearst elevator selfie and posted it on Instagram. This was several years ago now. But I remember being like, oh, this is like my fancy magazine editor costume, but like also my life. But for real. Yeah. So that was like another just like, dumb thing I have never taken one of those selfies I always feel like I don't look chic enough no but like that is the magic of the Hearst elevator selfie is that it like chicifies you it's an instant chicifier you have to do it I've got to do it tomorrow I'm so nervous like how do you do it so that nobody else is riding it with you I know that is kind of tricky it's like you have to go to the tower in like an off hour like don't do it during the like morning and evening (laughs) rush hour in the elevator Um, yeah I want to share one of my arrived moments because a good co-host knows when to make it about them too yes Um, (laughs) as I've done many times over here (laughs) so I love how collaborative everything is at Cosmo and even though like I have nothing to do with like making our videos I sometimes get to like collaborate and I remember like we do a series that's like hot shirtless guys do like x thing like vacuum like make you dinner bake yes. you cookies and it's just like stuff. a feast for the eyes and so lovely and I remember like it was one of my concepts that I'd come up with and I was standing over the editor's shoulder and they were like asking for feedback and I was like can you crop a little tighter on his abs and like <laughs> I feel like we're about to see a little bit of pubic hair so if you could just like <laughs> zoom up a little bit and like that's right and I'm like oh my god I am like turning the male gaze on its side <laughs> I am helping to objectify men in such a fun way and like show this new generation of women to our readers like this is it I've arrived this is like part of my job <laughs> that is amazing that's a way better story than my story which was literally about taking no, a selfie it's so jo- well no your Times square moment yeah was, that was, that was really one. meaningful and really yeah. lovely because i would have just been complaining that i had to work no it was a you wouldn't have been complaining it was really cool <laughs> but yeah it was i guess working on new year's eve whatever i had nothing better to do <laughs> <laughs> okay switching gears to the podcast what goes into choosing the episode topics Yes. Um, I feel like that's one of the most fun parts. I feel like there's even now like still a million bazillion episodes that I wish we could have done. But um, I have to give a shout out to Kylie Hodges, who has been my faithful producer. Actually, I was going to say from the very beginning, although really only the past like year or so. But um, she is awesome and helps me put together every episode. I literally couldn't do it without her. So she comes up with a lot of really great show ideas. Um, We brainstorm with the staff. Allie, you've like submitted a million bazillion ideas and we pull so much from your section since you write about all the fun stuff but um also like I love I always I feel like I cheesily always say this at the end of every episode that I love hearing from people about what they want the show to be about but like I really love that um actually I want to give a shout out to somebody that DM me on Instagram just the other day and said that we should do an episode about women who date much older guys and she was like I'm in my 20s and my boyfriend is like 57 or something get I was it, like girl. yeah get it girl and I was also like I'll call you if we ever do that But um, now we'll never do that. So I'll never call you. But, you know, I thought that was a really great idea. And so from everywhere. I feel like we're definitely like in a golden age of podcasting. Yes. 
And I want to know what you love about like the podcasting medium that you think it can accomplish that other forms of journalism maybe can't. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that I've really noticed over the like two-ish years that we've been doing this is how much people love to come on the show. Like, and I mean, generally, like when we work at a place like Cosmo, people always like are willing to be interviewed and they want to talk to Cosmo. So that's always a cool thing about working at a brand like this one. But the podcast in particular, I think there's something like people sharing their stories, babbling on narcissistically about themselves, as I'm doing now, that people really like. So I like doing episodes and knowing that like when like you come on to co-host <laughs> or like when we have someone call in, I like knowing that they'll leave being like, that was fun. So that's been that's been something cool about it. I think it just has a real like slumber party vibe to yeah. it. It like connects you with your sources and yeah. with the audience in a way that like you might not always feel. Yeah. And I know that's like yeah, I don't know. And I just like feel like I can't really like be myself. I love my true, that. Self. Your true self. Yeah. Okay, speaking of your true self. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would like to know what your all time favorite moment on the podcast has been although Ooh, there's been a lot to choose from yeah. I'm going to start with my favorite of yours oh, which yeah. was a joint experience yes was when we were doing our sexopedia <laughs> yes. episode and like not everybody might know this but like everything fell apart that episode like all of our sources like fell through and we decided like wait this would be so much fun if we just like use sexopedia as like trivia and called random people from our phones like yes people on Facebook and Elisa, you called somebody up and like had them on the air, a guy who you had like known from college. Yeah, I went to college. Right? And you asked him out on a date live on the air. <laughs> I want to know how that all shook out. I yes, I think that was also my favorite moment on the okay. show. Like it's funny talking about it with you since you were here in the room when it happened. But I feel like there was such crazy adrenaline. Like I don't know if people at home thought that was like good TV or whatever. But I feel like oh, it was I don't really, even care. My heart is beating just thinking about it. Yeah. So um, this guy I went to college with, I asked him out on the show, and he was like, yeah. And so I texted him immediately after, and I was like, that was like a for real whatever. Like let's get a drink, blah blah blah. It, long story short, never ended up happening. <laughs> Although I still text with him every now and then. But I was kind of actually at the time, like, sort of. First of all, it was, like, right before the holidays. So I feel like he was out of town. Oh, I was out of time. time. Yeah, yeah. And then I was kind of also seeing someone else and things got a little, like, serious, more serious with that person, which also, long story short, eventually blew up in my face as well. <laughs> so basically the point is, like, my love life is still a disaster, but that was a really exciting moment, even if it didn't lead to marriage yet. It's still good. One day. It's you really good. never know. Exactly. Well, that kind of reminds me, like, we really let it all hang out here on yes. the podcast, especially episodes with which I'm co-hosting. Yes. Have you ever had, like, a friend or a family member like say oh I follow you on the podcast and you're like oh my god I wish you wish you didn't or, I like, know had a date bring it up or anything like that I like defo don't really want my parents to listen to it <laughs> fortunately every time I see them they're sort of like can you tell me how to get the podcast again on my phone I'm like I don't even know how to exp like you literally you already have a podcast app on your phone I don't know what to tell you like it's there what more do you want from me but um they might also be intentionally just like not listening to it because they respect my privacy. But um, I have had occasionally guys I've dated have listened to it, which 
is kind of like a weird experience. <laughs> um, also, it's happened a few times where guys I've met on like dating apps have told me they've listened to it before we've even met in person, which felt like really weird. That's kind of a stalkery vibe. Yeah. I feel like that's something that you can like endearingly confess like three dates in. Right. Be like, I wanted to like get to know you more before we met because I was nervous. So I listened to the podcast. Right. You don't like drop that before the first date. Yeah. And like, I guess the thing about it is, is like, of course, like I stalk everyone that I meet online before I go on a date with them so like I don't think there's anything weird about admitting that in this point in time right. but I'm just like listening to a podcast is like a real time commitment yeah seriously yeah so that's kind of what I mean like I'm sure not, I'm like acting like I have like like I'm cool enough to have stalkers which is like <laughs> that's not the case but like I don't know and probably they only listen for like 30 seconds and then are like I don't want to listen to a whole episode about Kylie Jenner or whatever what you yeah. don't right Although, Ali, you know, any of these, like, guys in my life that have listened to episodes are obviously listening to the ones that you've co-hosted with me. Well, they're you know, damn well better. Exactly. You know, they're like, hmm, the cheating episode, about, you know. like, facials. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, it's not like they're clicking on the ones about, like, how to get a raise at work. <laughs> although everybody else should. Right, exactly. Everyone else should. Exactly. <laughs> oh, sad but true. <laughs> Have you ever had a moment on the podcast interviewing somebody where, well, first, actually, I want to know who was like your favorite interview of all time? Um, I can tell you right off the bat, it was definitely Rachel Platten, mm -hmm. um, who's like the fight song girl. Um, she was just like so great. I like super loved her. She was like such a sweetheart. Um, I'm kind of misremembering this detail, but I think someone in her family had like, maybe her grandma had like died a few days before she was like scheduled to do the interview, Aww. but she like still wanted to do it and like Aww. ended up opening up about it. And she was just like so lovely. And this was like over the phone, but um, I was sort of like, Rach, girl, should we like co-host a show together? Like, I just felt like we really like vibed. So that was really cool. Um, and then I also, Ali, we've done so many shows together. I obviously love having you on. But, like, we've talked to some super cool people. And oh, yeah. I feel, like, grateful for, like, um, you know, a lot of the, like, polyamorous couples we've talked to who have been, like, so willing. The fetishists. Fetish. Fetish. Help me pronounce that word. Fetishists? Fetishists that we've talked to. You know, so many of the people who have been so willing to say, like, yes, I will, like, talk about something that might be considered, like, taboo in larger society. And, like, I will come on and be honest with it. And, like, I've loved a lot of those conversations that we've had. Yeah, we've had some really, really gracious people come on the show yeah. and just, like, share so much of themselves, which has, like, made the podcast so nice to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Do you have a fave app we've done? Oh, my gosh. I love it anytime we talk to Dr. Jess O'Reilly. Yeah. She is fabulous. Love um, her. I've always been partial to the episodes where we talk about like the bigger packages my team's working yes. on, like our pubic hair episode and our STI episode, yes. because like that's the culmination of so much work for us. And I'm right. always like really happy to like show it off and have another chance to talk about it. Yeah. And it's also like, again, with the podcast being the best thing ever, it's like frosting on the cake. It's like your team works for months to put together these packages. And then it's so fun to it have is. a moment of like, it's like very gratifying. Exactly. Exactly. Wait, there was another thing that you just reminded me of. Oh, the episode we did where we talked to Jill, who writes all the sex Oh positions. my god, yes. How Cosmos sex positions get me. Yes. Go, go download that one if you're looking for like a nostalgic ret retrospective of the yes. Cosmo Happy Hour podcast. Exactly. Is there going to be like a sudden surge in downloads? <laughs> god, I can hope. <laughs> but yeah, that was really fun too. That was great. So many great memories. <laughs> Have you ever had a moment where like you hang up the phone, the interview is done, and you're like, oh, why didn't I ask? Ask that one question oh my god all the time like and also I feel like one thing that's always been really hard is like 
I I don't know. I'm like an interrupter, as you have to be. But I feel like to be a really good interviewer, you have to be sort of good at like politely cutting people off. Yeah. So there are definitely times where I'm like, probably like this interview right now, no. where I'm going on and on and on, where I'm like, that was like, this person was so great, but I sort of wish this interview had been five minutes long instead of 12 minutes long. Because I yeah. know it's like hard to like commit to like, you know, we all have ADD. It's hard. <laughs> so um, there have been sometimes I was like, I wish I would have like gotten to those like juicy questions at the end sooner or that I would have asked about like x y and z things but you know that's any interview I hope I've gotten better at it over over the years well what would you say podcasting what the greatest like lesson hosting a podcast has taught you about like communicating in journalism and like in our field I feel like the biggest thing that I've really taken away from it has been how people that you're interviewing match the energy that you bring so I have felt sometimes like if it's a serious interview and I start off in serious mode then it's like the entire conversation ends up being like Downer McDownerson (laughs) and so I feel like something I've learned is that even when you're talking to people about really serious topics like to try to keep it light and funny and like pop in with a joke um, that has been like an important thing that I've learned because if you bring that energy people will sort of match it if you go into like super serious mode it's deadly and that's like amazing life advice too right yeah. like I feel like that's very applicable to like relationships and friendships yeah like people are only going to give you back what you're giving them to begin with oh my gosh I love that I was like again saying a narcissistic thing about my own interviewing skills and you made it sound really like deep nobody's Thanks, Sally. deep you've had a lot of time to like internalize these things and I think they're very much a part of these experiences are very much part of your personality whether you can like quickly recall that or not yeah. like I think it's made a difference yeah I don't know you're great to talk to oh thank you this I don't know this show has like in I don't know I was sort of like why even do this like narcissistic goodbye episode but this show has really been like it's been like my baby and like I can't believe we've done a hundred episodes I feel crazy yeah I still feel like we just sort of like just started but like really this has and like also I have no idea what I'm doing and just like I'm like a terrible disaster all the time who's like always unprepared and always like whatever anyway not the point the point is that even despite all the craziness this has just been like a really like a highlight of my professional career I've loved doing it I love that people listen to it there is like nothing that has made me feel like more I don't know now I'm getting like emotion but like the few times I don't want to make it sound like I'm Beyonce and this happens all the time but the few (laughs) times people have come up to me and or like at Cosmo events and said that they like love listening to it or it's made them feel better or less alone or like they listen to it when they're driving and it makes their commute go by so much faster like that just like means everything to me yeah I I think that's wonderful and I think that just by the very fact that like we're not Beyonce and it doesn't happen to us all the time makes it mean more in a way yeah like I will never forget when I was covering one of Cosmos events with you fun fearless money yes and I was like on the floor like interviewing Ashley Graham like running around like talking to all these like crazy like the CEO of Spanx like Sarah Blakely like and getting their insights and stuff and I was like on deadline so I was like sitting in the bathroom with my computer like (laughs) blogging like on the floor like outside the this stalls. is like such a wonderful insight into like <laughs> life as an editor oh I know this is so real <laughs> and like this woman in line who was like a young woman she was like a Columbia like journalism grad student and she was like there for the event like with her friends and she was like oh my god like 
I know you. I recognize you. Like I've seen your stories on Snapchat. Like you wrote that story about getting lip injections, and like, I like that was so great, and like it made me like so much more aware of like what I wanted to do, and it was so cool. Like, oh my god, like you're so famous, and I like literally like was so taken aback. I was like, oh my god, no, the famous people are out there. They're not sitting on the floor of a bathroom <laughs> blogging, and just like had this that. moment of like, wow, like you really do have an impact on people for like yeah. the smallest things you do that help them like live a better life in the tiniest way whether it's making their commute faster or like what to know before like pumping Jupiter into your lips right right no it's it's so true and like you are famous I mean it's like we the devoted Cosmo girls that read your section every single day like that's it's a big responsibility as is this fabulous podcast and all of the other major endeavors that you've gotten off the ground in Mm. your many roles and many capacities what do you think is something the biggest thing you've learned in all your years at Cosmo? Uh, well, I have a boring one that I've maybe even said on the show before, but like definitely like figure out. I still haven't figured out how to do this. <laughs> figure out like how to do your expenses, like learn your money stuff. I'm so bad at all of that. And it's like so, so, so bad. And it's just like the only person that suffers is myself. So I feel like that is like a lame, boring thing I've learned. Um, I don't know. I think being a good person matters. Being like a good human. You know, I've been at Hearst for 11 years, which is like kind of a long time. And I would like to think that at least some people there like me. Um, but I can attest. Yeah. People do like Elisa. People like me. Allie likes me. Time for a fact check. It is true. Allie, who I forced to come onto the show and interview <laughs> me. Allie likes me. But no, I think, I don't know, like sometimes you know in all this like emphasis especially that women have like to um get ahead and negotiate and like blah 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 blah. like I would never want the message to get lost that like being nice matters yeah like getting ahead means absolutely nothing if you don't like the person that it takes to get there yeah and I've definitely had moments in my own career where I've been like a crazy beast to everyone around me or like snapped at my underlings or like been a terrible person and like I so deeply regret that and like you know like sending a bitchy email like that doesn't you never feel good about that right in the long run and you don't want that to be like your legacy so Mm -hmm. I feel like I have learned how important in whatever I like do how important that is to me and if you would like your loyal readers and listeners to take one thing away from this podcast what would it be Mm, I think I feel like one thing I guess I'm really proud of that we've done on the show is that I think we have talked about really serious stuff and we've always talked about like we've also talked about like the dumbest 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 things in the world and I feel like I guess that's really just the mission of Cosmo in general is that we want to be a space where it's okay to talk about lip injections but also okay to talk about feminism and talk about crazy bosses and talk about negotiating for more money and advocating for yourself like I want to be a space where it feels okay to do all of those things and also be a person who says like all the time and sounds like a valley girl as I do and can still be like a professional human and owns it yes and owns it (laughs) that's important to me too I love it speak however you want and just own it yes exactly that was one of the like first comments I mean there like aren't actually really that many comments on the show on (laughs) iTunes not that I check them all the time or anything of course but one of the first (laughs) comments was basically on the show it was like this girl sounds so stupid which is like something I've heard again and again throughout my life um and so we actually did an episode about like 
speech patterns and sort of the sexism in saying that stereotypically feminine speech patterns mean that somebody is unqualified or you know that you need to change the way you sound to get ahead so yeah fuck that Ira Glass has vocal fry and nobody's like telling him that he's not professional exactly exactly what up all my this American life listeners (laughs) right so yeah I'd like to think I'm helping making the make the I'm helping to make the world a better place one vocal fry at a time Let that be my legacy. I feel like how could we possibly end it on a better note than that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That should have been the tagline for the show all along. Well, Elisa, <laughs> on behalf of everyone at Cosmopolitan.com and all of the listeners of the Cosmo Happy Hour podcast, I want to say thank you for bringing this into our lives every week, a safe space to say like as much as you want and talk about (laughs) sex and career and money and blowjobs and feel (laughs) smart and empowered doing so. So Thank you. Allie, thank you so much. Not only for um, letting me force you to interview me just now (laughs) for the past 20 minutes, but also really you have been like the co-host with the most from the very beginning to the very end. And like the show wouldn't have existed without you and you're everybody's favorite co-host. So thank you so much. I also want to shout out a few more thank yous. Um, Thank you to CBS Radio for all your fantastic engineering skills, especially Patrick Antonetti, who's right in the room and gets to hear us talking about so (laughs) many girl things week after week. He's smiling. He secretly likes it. Um, Brian Corson and Seth Neiman from CBS Radio who have nurtured this show from the very beginning and helped bring it to life every week. Thank you again to Kylie Hodges, my fabulous producer who I shouted out earlier on the show. Kylie, I literally could not have done this without you and you know better than anyone that I like am so flaky about responding to texts. I basically ignore emails for like at least 24 hours and I show up almost 10 minutes late to every single recording session of this podcast. So thank you for dealing with it and still making it so wonderful. I couldn't love you more. Um, And thank you to all my co-hosts, Allie, especially you for all of your service to the podcast and also to so many of my other Cosmo coworkers and friends, Emma Barker, Eliza Thompson, Patty Greco, Laura Brownstein, Tess Komen, Kathleen Kamphausen, Caitlin Scott, and everyone else in the Hearst family. And also especially to Amy O'Dell, my boss, who called me up one day at eight in the morning weirdly and was like do you want to host cosmos podcast we're recording the first episode tomorrow um amy you would change my life all the time so thank you for that um and finally thank you to everybody listening for making cosmopolitan.com's happy hour a hundred episodes of fun and empowerment and for all the feedback and but really just mostly for listening i love you guys i'll miss you this isn't goodbye it's just good night or something (laughs) (laughs) you can always find me on twitter instagram etc at elise benson and i will miss you guys so much um ali do you want to shout out your handle one more time yeah you can get me on instagram and twitter at ali a-l-i underscore drucker d-r-u-c-k-e-r and as i always say you guys know that ali runs the sex and relationships vertical on cosmopolitan.com but her team just does amazing amazing work every single day so read everything that they do everything that they publish and i usually end every episode by saying to like like and rate and do all the things you do with podcasts but like i guess now i don't care if you do that (laughs) (laughs) delete this from your phone i don't know but um (laughs) Like, on that note, bye. No, but um, really, just thank you guys all again. I love you all so much. Too many happy hours in your future, not on this podcast, but IRL, which is even more fun. <laughs> bye.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.